0: America is a nation of workers. I'm a street cop, an old soldier. We are ready to get back to work. A husband, a father, a Christian. I'm working to stop surprise medical bills and ridiculous drug costs. I'm Garrett Graves and I approve this message because if she's anything like our kids, she doesn't need any help being (laughs) expensive. Our military and first responders are the real heroes, not pro-athletes. I'm Lance Harris, a small business owner, farmer, and lifelong conservative. Luke Letlow is the only candidate who's worked with President Trump and Ralph Abraham to bring jobs back to our district. I'm LaBelle, Democrat, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. Under the current 5th Congressional District leadership, we've remained one of the poorest congressional districts in the country.
1: I'm not afraid to stand up for Louisiana in D.C. My only mission, to get things done for you. I'm Adrian Perkins, and I approve this message. Bill
0: Cassidy and President Trump have a message for Joe Biden. You won't kill those jobs. You won't kill those paychecks. To protect our jobs, defeat Joe Biden. Stand with President Trump and re-elect Bill Cassidy.
1: Those are some of the political ads you've been hearing this fall in Louisiana. This week of course is the presidential election, but there's also a Senate campaign, an open congressional seat, and many local races on the ballot in Louisiana. We wanted to know what to expect Tuesday, especially after the polls close, so we interviewed Secretary of State Kyle Ardoin. He oversees the elections in Louisiana, and he says things might work a little bit differently this year. I'm Julie O'Donoghue, and this is The Illuminator Podcast. So first thing first, in spite of the heavy early voting And mail-in ballots, Ardellin doesn't expect turnout in the election to be a lot higher than it was in 2016. He's predicting it will be about 70 percent.
0: For the last several political, uh, excuse me, presidential races, uh, we've been around the 68 to 69 percent mark. So it's it's about it's about the norm.
1: But just like other places around the country. Ardoin says he's not sure Louisiana's election results will be available when we want them. We might not be able to call local races Tuesday night.
0: I think that folks need to be patient. I think that there will be some, the possibility for some parishes not to be able to report complete and unofficial results until the next day. Uh, But I think the vast majority of the parishes will, will be able to report complete and unofficial results Uh, on election night, but I think it'll, I I would say, I dare say into the wee hours of the next morning, quite frankly.
1: The holdup will likely be because of mail-in ballots. Louisiana received a lot more mail-in ballots this year than they ever have before.
0: So for example, we received about 90 something thousand requests for absentees in 2016. Um, Only 64,000 plus were returned. as compared to now, this election we have over 220,000 requests, and we have a little over 150,000 uh, already turned in. So that's going to just that's going to take a little while.
1: Election officials aren't legally allowed to start counting absentee ballots until election day, and because there are so many more than normal, it's just going to take longer. Arduin says when people are looking at election night returns they should be aware that those absentee ballots will be among the last things counted.
0: So the the first round of uh, votes that will be, will start populating the, or voting results, I should say, um, election results that will start populating on the website will be your early voting in-person numbers. Then the second round will be in-person election day voting. Uh, And I suspect that the absentee ballots will come in last due to the the volume uh, and the necessity of the time it takes and the effort it takes to count those ballots.
1: The legislature has tried to speed this process up a bit. In its special session that ended last month, it passed a law allowing absentee ballots to be verified a few days ahead of time. This means that even though the ballot can't be opened, officials can make sure they are coming from a registered voter ahead of time. This should help manage the workload on election day. Still, counting the ballots may take a while. Arduin says the paper ballots used by absentee voters are much more likely to have problems. And when they do have problems, they hold up the whole counting process.
0: You you have to deal with uh, ballots that aren't fully filled out or may be somebody voted more than one candidate in a race. And so that stops the scanners and you have to pull those out and you have to give those to the board to determine if they can count it or not. And so it's a laborious process. It requires a lot more people than normal. And so the more people and the more ballots you have, the more time it takes.
1: Louisiana has more absentee ballots this year, in large part because of COVID-19. Arduin says the lion's share of people voting absentee are senior citizens. In Louisiana, you can automatically vote absentee if you're over 65, and many more people are taking advantage of that during the pandemic. But for most people under 65, there was actually a big fight about whether they would be able to use COVID-19 as an excuse to vote absentee. Arduin is a Republican. And he initially backed a plan that would not have allowed people to access an absentee ballot because they had been exposed to COVID-19. A federal judge threw out that plan though. The court said more allowances had to be made for people during the pandemic. So in this election, people can use exposure to COVID-19 as an excuse for an absentee ballot.
0: I think the last number I saw today was there was around over 5,000 requests for COVID applications, but only a little over 4,000 returned. So it's not that much more use than the the July election when you compare percentages of of votes that will be counted. Uh, So you're still looking at around two, between two and 3% of total absentee ballots being just COVID related versus the vast majority of them being the 65 and older program.
1: Ardoin is appealing the federal court ruling that allows COVID-19 to be more easily used as an excuse to vote absentee. But he says even if he were to win the appeal, the rules would not change for Louisiana's December runoff. You would still be able to use the same COVID-19 excuses to vote then, too.
0: I don't anticipate the appeal affecting the December election at all. Um, There wouldn't be, I think, enough timing uh, for that to occur. And and I would request, um, should the court take it up before the December 5th election, that that it not impact the December election, uh, simply for the fact that we don't have time to change any of our processes that will be put put in place immediately following um, the, uh, the November 3rd election.
1: With the heightened emotions around this election, there are concerns about security and potentially violence at the polls.
0: So we've been having pretty regular conversations with um, the FBI. With uh, we had a conference call with statewide, with local law enforcement and the FBI and my uh, compliance unit uh, to talk about the issues that that may come up uh, during on election day. Of course, Louise. Indiana has a 600-foot limitation for any political activity uh, within a polling location. Uh, Other states don't quite have that, so I think we have an advantage on that. And if that's being violated, then uh, voters need to call the clerk of court's office and report that or report that to the commissioner in charge so that they can deal with that. There's no uh, law enforcement allowed on the premises of a polling location uh, unless the commissioner in charge or the clerk of court calls them out um, if there's a problem.
1: And just a reminder, most people cannot bring their guns with them to vote. Only some law enforcement officials, and not law enforcement officials who are off-duty, by the way, can have a gun with them at a polling station.
0: No average citizen, whether they have a carry, concealed carry or anything, are allowed inside a polling location with um, a firearm.
1: Louisiana has other election challenges outside of the pandemic. As we discussed last week, Hurricane Laura damaged most polling places in Southwest Louisiana. That region of the state is having to hold an election when many residents are still displaced from the storm. Hurricane Zeta has also knocked out power to some polling stations in Southeast Louisiana. Election officials may have to move some of those locations. And in others, Arduin says the state will offer temporary power so the poles can stay in place.
0: We are looking at and working with 2G, for example, is working to provide about 200 what we call power pods. Um, so there'd be generator lighting, generator power lighting, um, and um, other things that we need in order to be able to um, have the precinct up and running.
1: But where these generators might be needed hadn't been finalized by the time this podcast went up Monday morning. And that's it for this week's podcast. You can find us on any of your major podcasting platforms. We ask that you subscribe to our show and leave us a review. It really helps other people find our content. I'm your host and producer, Julie O'Donoghue. You can find me on Twitter at J.S. My editor is Jarvis DeBerry. You can find him on Twitter at Jarvis DeBerry. And our composer is Nick Wong. This week, we also used audio from the political advertisements of Clay Higgins, Garrett Graves, Lance Harris, Luke Letlow, Martin Lamel, Adrian Perkins, and Bill Cassidy. All of their names will be on the election day ballot. Over the next couple of days, look for our other election political content at lailluminator.com. And until next time, so long. By the way, if you wanna learn more about elections, Arduin really suggests you go on a civil rights tour.
0: So I went on a civil rights tour with uh, uh, in 2018 with about 16 other secretaries of state, and it was about a, a three-day trip, and we had presentations and things like that. And it was a phenomenal event in my life because I was able to actually literally see what took place in Alabama for the right for uh, African-Americans to to vote and to get the ability to register to vote without being intimidated or forced to take um, tests, um, looking at the issues surrounding Jim Crow laws and things like that. Um, that was a formidable experience for me. <laughs>